Writer's Blockchain. Halfway through, said Charlie, staring at the largely blank markdown file for week 26 of his 52-week short story writing challenge. I wonder if I've written a good one yet. He thought about checking his Cloudflare web analytics, but stopped himself. Nothing good could be found there. Besides, he was supposed to be writing. He'd gotten a bit of traction with a few sci-fi-ish stories on Hacker News, which gave him a decent bump in page views. Readers, he corrected himself, but nothing to write home about. Not yet, at least. Ray Bradbury did say it might take until number 52 for a good one to pop out. Instead of writing anything, anything at all, Charlie got up to re-microwave his third cup of coffee of the day for the second time. Something was bugging him, something he'd seen on the orange site. Dolly 2, a new AI model that could produce truly creative, wondrous works of art with a simple prompt of text as input. A phrase, a song lyric, a fever dream, whatever. Just type it in and the helpful AI will helpfully spit back something helpful and probably completely earth-shatteringly stunning. Charlie tried not to feel concerned about Dolly and what it meant. Charlie was a believer in technology after all. Moreover, he was a daydreamer of technology, forever lost in books of the near future and far future with its tricorders and space elevators and solar sails. Charlie knew by heart that whenever something new comes along, people get scared and worried about their livelihoods. It just so happened that technology was now coming for the creative class. Dolly for art, GPT-3 for writing, and even GitHub Copilot for coding. These AI harbingers were only the beginning of what would come next, mere trilobytes of AGI. Charlie tripped on his laptop's charging cable walking back to his desk and spilled coffee on his new gray Boba Fett t-shirt, right on the green bounty hunter's dented helmet, which Charlie now knew was a Mandalorian helmet thanks to the limited series. He googled remove coffee stain from t-shirt on his phone. After some laundry urgent care, Charlie came back to his desk wearing a hoodie, which only meant one thing. Charlie the writer had become Charlie the coder. If you can't beat him, said Charlie in a terrible John Wayne accent, then in an even worse Michael Caine, in the face of new technology, one must elevate their work or perish. No longer do we need toil with oils or watercolors as artists. We must instead become as magicians, apprentices. Then Charlie felt embarrassed for himself, but he still got to work. His first idea was to try out GPT-3 for this week's story. Maybe this AI wizard godhead could write his next story for him, and Charlie could just do some sit-ups and push-ups instead. He was always feeling guilty that he wasn't currently doing sit-ups and push-ups at any given moment. His dad did say that someone else was always outside shooting free throws when Charlie was inside playing Nintendo 64. But did that person have all 120 stars and meet Yoshi on the roof of Peach's castle? Charlie didn't think so. But then Charlie discovered that he didn't have access to GPT-3, or Dolly 2 for that matter. It seems that only a select few had been granted the skeleton keys to these mysterious beasts. Charlie tapped his Bluetooth keyboard without actually pressing the keys, like he was feverishly typing something. You know, said Charlie to no one in particular, after 25 weeks of this short story business, I've got enough text of my own that maybe I could train my own AI language model something that could write exactly like me. He kept on fake typing and talking to himself. I know I can't make it like actually good, like GPT-3 or anything, but what about something simpler, a Markov chain? Charlie had played with Markov chains before. In fact, he'd written a toy commencement speech generator using Markov chains trained on what he considered to be the best graduation speeches in history, 
connecting the dots in reverse and whatnot. He could do the same thing here, but with his stories as input. Okay, let's do it. First thing I need to grab all my stories and dump them into a fresh directory. I'll make the directory first. CD, make dir, Charlie AI, CD, Charlie AI. Okay, I know I need a Python file for writing my Markov chain code, so let's add that as a placeholder for now. Touch markov.py. And a fresh new folder for my stories. Make dir stories. Cool, now I need to copy over all my stories to this new stories folder. Good thing I read that old Unix book recently. Charlie looked around for a rubber duck, something to talk to, and he settled on a small blue poison dart frog figurine that he'd bought in Vineland, New Jersey during one perfect summer week with his cousins. CP dot dot slash Fahrenheit 52 slash pages slash stories slash star dot MD space stories. Charlie hummed. Did it work, little frog? To check, I'll list a directory, then pipe it to the word count command and count the lines. Gotta love those Unix pipes. LS stories pipe WC dash L 26. Awesome. But why is it 26 and not 25? Oh, oh wait, that does make sense. I primed the pump with a zeroth story at the beginning of the year. So there's 26 right now. Cool, I should probably remove all that front matter at the beginning of every story. I don't want that cluttering up my AI's brain. Charlie confirmed the front matter's presence with the head command, listing the first 20 lines of a random story. Ugh, gross, let's get rid of that stuff. To clarify, at the beginning of every markdown file was something called front matter, which was basic metadata about the story, including its title, URL slug, and publishing date. The front matter also included some stuff to generate Fahrenheit 52's podcast feed, a neat feature that Charlie had added to his friend Ben's static site generator. Let me Google this. How to remove first X lines of text file. No, that's not right. I want a one-liner here. Let me try another one. Delete first N lines from all files in directory. Boom, now we're talking. The mysterious and powerful said command. Charlie manually counted out the number of lines to remove, 16 then copy-pasted the Unix command from the internet, adjusting it slightly. said-i apostrophe apostrophe dash n apostrophe 16 comma dollar sign p apostrophe stories slash star dot md. Did it work? He used the head command again. Perfect. I should really learn how to use said and awk one of these days. Something else struck him. Hey, Frog, maybe Googling and being good at Googling is like an analogy for how people will interact with AI tools like Dolly? Sure, everyone can Google, but come on, some people, like me, are just better at it. Same thing for these Dolly prompts, right? The frog said nothing. Well, it's not like I have access to Dolly anyway. Let's keep moving. Time to dive into our Python file, vimmarkov.py. Well, we found ourselves in front of another blank page, frog. I know I need a few things, though. One, I should try to see what that Markov library I used was. No time to write our own, but that would be fun. Also, I know I'm going to need to loop through all my stories and ingest them into the Markov chain library. Why don't I do that bit first? File name equals, quote, stories slash plastic man on the moon dot MD, quote, with open parentheses, file name, parentheses, as F colon, text equal F dot read, print text. That's obviously terrible. Let's just see if that worked. Python Markov.py. Charlie's story about a plastic action figure left on the moon by Neil Armstrong printed to the terminal. Great. Let me see if I can dig up my old code and see what that library was. Charlie searched on GitHub in his public repositories and found his Markov commencement speech repo. The Python library in question was called Markovify. Okay, so I don't remember how to use this library frog. I guess I could look up its documentation, but that's too much work. What if I tried GitHub Copilot for this? He fiddled with his Vim settings to re-enable Copilot and then deleted everything in his current Python file. Charlie opened it up again and typed out a few lines, the second one incomplete. 
import Markovify with open, open parentheses, just as Charlie tapped the open parentheses, Copilot suggested, with open corpus test as f, text equal f dot read. Whoa, said Charlie, channeling his best Neo. Then he typed return and wrote Markovify on the next line. Copilot suggested this, Markovify model equal Markovify dot text, parentheses text comma state size equal two parentheses. Cool. I'm not sure why I ever stopped using Copilot. I know they're charging for it now, so it must be working for a lot of people, but I think I have an even easier approach. Charlie went back to his GitHub repo for the commencement speech thing, copy and pasted the code from his Jupyter notebook file into his markov.py Python file, and made a few tweaks here and there like a good software engineer does when they copy and paste stuff. Okay, let's give it a go. Python markov.py, traceback, file, Markov.py line two in module, import Markovify, module not found error, no module named Markovify. Oh, right, I need to install the Markovify library in this project. Well, what the heck is the virtual env command again? He tried reverse eye searching or whatever for virtual env, but no dice. It had been a while since Charlie had touched Python stuff. So he just Googled again to find the incantations. Python mvem.charlieai, source charlieai bin activate, pip install Markovify, python markov.py. The Python file worked and printed out five generated sentences. Or how it would be perfect. One of those old skeleton keys with two legs sticking out from under the bushes. They found remnants of an empty cicada husk. The other two Space Force officers attempted to hold both Daniel and found a large tree branch and used it as a crown. Callan imagined his father done to him. You had to wrangle with the best of them. Charlie smiled. Let me try again. He didn't even know, and also there was much of a frontier militia. Dot, dash, dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dash, dash, dot, dot, dot. I let go of Maria's wrist and she navigated into a long sip of his glow. You could also just decline the next day and pestered his aunt when they'd be heading to the core stone models. I swim in the scruff of Bug's neck. Right. I forgot about that Morse code story. Whoops, I could probably just remove that one from this Markov thing. Then Charlie's attention drifted, and without even consciously thinking about it, he found himself on Hacker News. One of the top stories was from someone who stripped down Dolly Mini, whatever that was, and shared it on GitHub. Even better, they'd included a Google Colab link, which was basically Google's hosted Jupyter Notebook environment, which meant that Charlie could easily try out this Dolly Mini thing. No waiting list needed. I'm going to see what I come up with for Plastic Man on the Moon story, Froggy. Action figure marooned on moon. Cool. That sort of looks like claymation in a good way. Let me try tweaking it a bit. Plastic action figure left behind on moon by Neil Armstrong. Uh, kind of worse. Let's try the young adventures of Warren and Chuck story, said Charlie. He tapped in a new prompt to the Jupiter notebook cell. Young Warren Buffett as Indiana Jones. Not bad, but for good measure, let me try another. Warren Buffett as adventurer, Indiana Jones. Charlie screamed, no, 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 must adjust. Young man, Warren Buffett as adventurer, Indiana Jones. Ugh. Back to the safe and sound uncanny valley. Looks like a GoldenEye 64 character. Let's move on, Frog. I want to try Voyager 3. Voyager space probe above backyard. Uh, maybe I need more detail. Voyager spaceship hovering over basketball court. Weird, but kind of cool. All right, last one. I'll try Gracie and the Green Knight. Man with glow-in-the-dark green skeleton. Good lord, I'm going to see that in my nightmares, aren't I, Frog? One more try. Person who has green skeleton. 
I agree, Frog. We need to stop doing this or we're never actually going to write this week's story. Hopefully the real Dolly 2 is less scary than this mini. But maybe I should figure out how to sell these as NFTs first, because that could be fun and interesting, and then I'd be able to. Just then, Charlie got an email from OpenAI. He'd been granted access to GPT-3. Charlie completed the account registration process and opened up at the playground. He glanced at the tree frog, feeling guilty for some reason. He tapped in his prompt. Write an extended story about a writer who spends more time playing with AI tools like GPT-3 and Dolly 2 instead of actually doing any writing. GPT-3 thought for a moment, then it started writing. I used to be a writer. I spent hours at my desk crafting stories and essays that I hoped would resonate with readers. But these days, I find myself spending more time playing with AI tools like GPT-3 and Dolly 2. I'm not sure what it is that draws me to these tools, but I can't seem to help myself. I start my days by firing up GPT-3 and asking it to tell me a story. I never know what I'm gonna get, but I always find myself fascinated by the results. Sometimes the stories are nonsensical, but other times they're eerily accurate predictions of the future. I can't help but wonder if there's something to these stories that I'm not seeing. After I've had my fill of GPT-3, I move on to Dolly 2. This tool is even more fun, in my opinion. With Dolly 2, I can feed it images and it will generate stories based on those images. Again, the results are often bizarre, but sometimes they're so spot on that it's scary. I used to spend my days writing, but now it feels like I'm just playing around with these AI tools. I'm not sure what's come over me, but I can't seem to help myself. I'm not sure what the future holds, but I have a feeling that these AI tools are gonna to play a big role in it. Charlie's feet tingled like they'd fallen asleep. He thought about that John Adams quote about his children and then Googled it because he didn't have it memorized and wanted to see the full thing. I must study politics and war so that my sons have liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. My sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy, geography, natural history, naval architecture, navigation, commerce and agriculture in order to give their children a right to study painting, poetry, music, architecture, statuary, tapestry, and porcelain. Staring at his laptop screen, Charlie wondered what his children would study. Hopefully, they'd be explorers.